episode 191 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Mental health issues and how we respond to them is a big challenge in our community. How many times have we heard our sheriff, Jeff Easter, say that his office is the largest provider of mental health services in central Kansas? That shouldn't be the case. Well, today we feature one man's story of struggle with mental illness. He's been a longtime figure in the Wichita business community and a quickly recognizable name. Steve Shod shared his story with WBJ associate editor, Kirk Semenoff, who joins me on the podcast today to talk about Steve's journey. That's also the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Steve shared with us the details of his struggle with mental illness and the people who have helped him along the way. That very compelling story begins on page 11. And once again, you'll hear more about that in a few minutes. Also, another in our excellence in healthcare special reports, that coverage begins on page 16. This week's list, the Wichita area's largest law firms, page six. We're here to help by providing business intelligence. Well, we've got it every week in our leads section, bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 24. Equity Bank means business. That's why they created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Business Journal Associate Editor Kirk Semenoff joins me to talk about his amazing story in the weekly edition of the Business Journal, describing Steve Shod's journey and struggle with mental illness. Kirk, this isn't one of those stories that you just call somebody up and ask for an interview. Steve decided to share his story with you because you've known each other for a long time. How far back do you guys go? We go back about 30 years. You know, when I was uh, a sports writer for the Eagle, I covered the Wranglers, the minor league baseball team at that time. Uh, he was the general manager of the ball club. So I got to see him just about every night and got to know him. Uh, and also known him from his days with the Wings. Um, but had lost track with him over the years. Um, and uh, we got together on Facebook. I guess he was just joining Facebook and he, he reached out and we became Facebook friends. You know how that goes. Sure. Uh, and <laughs> this is March of last year and we got to actually having a little bit of a Facebook argument because as you know, that was when COVID was just starting. Right. Uh, Steve kind of came out as a, uh, as a non-believer in COVID. Meanwhile, I was scared to death of, of COVID at that time. And right. um, so we had little, little, little Facebook arguments and they went to Messenger and we'd have private arguments. Then I lost track of him for, for a few weeks and didn't, you know, the argument stopped. He stopped posting on Facebook. And at the end of March, I found out why. He emailed me, then called me and uh, asked if I would be interested in doing a story on his mental health problems. Uh, and so that opened up, you know, months of conversations. It's, you know, you can't just do one interview to, to talk about bipolar disorder, right? which right. is what Steve has. And, uh, you know, we, we probably would have a conversation a week for, you know, nine, 10 weeks. 
I, I would get together and with other sources, other people close to Steve in his life, and we got to talk about that. And that's how, how it started. Talk about why you wanted to do the story and, and, and uh, why Steve wanted to share this intensely personal journey. Uh, it, it is intensely personal. He, he told me a lot of things that, uh, you know, may not have surprised me about Steve, but, you know, just aren't normal things that go on in a person's life. And he bared it all. Uh, it actually came to him to, to talk to me as a reporter because uh, 15 years ago, uh, Newman University's basketball coach, Mark Potter, was going through severe bouts of depression and felt like he needed to open up to someone. Uh, the Eagle, when I, when I was at the Eagle, I was sports editor and one of our reporters did a story on, on Potter and his coming out and being open about his depression. Well, Mark has made a second career or actually a first career now out of talking about his depression where he'll talk to, you know, civic groups. I know he's talked to farmers in Western Kansas because, you know, farming is a, is it can lead to depression for a lot of people. You bet. Uh, he talks to athletic teams. Um, so that has become his life's calling. Now, Steve, who has something different, his, he's bipolar. He also thinks it would behoove not only him, but the people in the community who might have that going on and maybe don't even realize it or do realize it uh, to get some help. So I, I, I commend him for wanting to do that. I think that's it's a great idea. And, and I'm, I'm pretty honored that he came to me. So grateful that he shared the, the story. Um, and, and I'm sure it was, it, it sounds like he wanted to tell his story, but there were probably a lot of conversations too leading up to the decision to go forward. Is that the case? Uh, it was just for a, a little bit of time, I guess. He, you know, I, I said, okay, so Steve, you an experienced guy talking to the media, this is how it's going to go. We're going to have a lot of conversations. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. I'm going to ask you things maybe you're not comfortable with. Uh, and then you know how it works. I'm going to write about them. I'm going to talk to people who have seen you at your best and at your worst, and I'm going to get them to talk about you. It didn't take long for Steve to buy in. I, I think he had kind of thought about that, and I think he knew that uh, he was really – feeling like this would do some good, probably not only for him, but others. Um, so he was all in, really, almost from the start. Describe the main points of the story. Of course, we hope people will go to read it again, obviously, in the weekly edition and the wichitabusinessjournal.com, but kind of describe some of the main points of your story. Well, it's, if you've known Steve over the years and you've been to Wings games or Wranglers games, uh, he is full of energy. He's always t out talking with people. He's coming up with different ideas. He's never been an inside-the-box thinker. He's always thinking of unusual things to do. And when you're, you know, when you lead a minor sports franchise or any sports franchise, you have to be creative. And he's always been that. But I think what people didn't see, only the people closest to him, his, his family, uh, his, his wife, uh, he, uh, we can talk more about his marriages. But what they saw was a guy who had those highest of highs, um, the, the victories, the, the successes of business and sports business. But man, when he got home, 
you know, he would really, it would really fall. It would really crater. Uh, and that was the low point. That was the depression part of bipolar. Um, and it affected his work. You know, when, once he got out of sports business in 2004, or so he got into to other businesses where, you know, marketing was his deal and, and he did well, but there were times when he just couldn't handle it for some reason or another. So he talks about those too. Um, did a lot of interviews with family members, tried to interview more family members. Some, you know, both of his ex-wives did not want to talk and I understand why, um, uh, but I did reach out to them. Um, his, his son, John, who lives in Omaha, uh, opened up about some of the really low points and we get into that. Steve talked about those too. Um, folks around Wichita will remember Bill Kentling from his days as a Wings general manager and other businesses. Talk with him. He's, he's been a mentor to Steve over the years. Uh, talk with Bob Hansen. Talk with Mark Potter. Um, you know, Steve and Mark had some conversations about this. Um, so I, I really think it's a, it's, I, I try to write about his journey, not only what he's trying to do now, but what he's gone through over his life. And we, we lead with one really low point in his life. Uh, and it's interesting to get his reaction about, about how low it got. And that was about, a, you know, March of 2020, just as COVID was beginning. Steve is a person that we've known for a long time. As you say, you've known him better than I. But I've known him from seeing him in the community, you know, working with the Wranglers and all those years of Wranglers, it seems like there was a big event each Wranglers game and fan attendance was so high. That was Steve Schott and Steve had all that energy and a broad smile. And so it was kind of surprising to, to hear that he had been struggling with mental illness. Uh, it seemed like there has been some discussion in the business community about Steve. Of course, wondering about some of the career decisions he made, including being a, a beer vendor at the baseball stadium. Uh, I think probably a lot of people are surprised to hear that that he has has been struggling with mental illness. You know, when uh, I wasn't covering the baseball team anymore, I was sports editor, but when Steve resigned or was maybe kind of forced out as general manager of the Wranglers in 2004. And then in 2005, he comes back as a beer vendor. He says it started as a wager with Charlie Knox, who, who folks may know as Charlie, the dancing beer vendor. Right. Uh, but it became a nightly thing. He kept selling beer. He enjoyed it. And now we know why he enjoyed it. We thought, well, Steve's a people person. He loves the ballpark. He wants to be around the ballpark. That's kind of it. But he also needed that high of interacting with people. Uh, the money was nice, of course, but he wanted the, the interaction with folks and the high that it gave him uh, helped him get through the nights and get through the days uh, when he was working jobs that didn't make him as, as happy. Uh, so, you know, the optics of Steve selling beer is like, what's the former general manager doing here selling beer? Exactly was odd to a lot of people. Uh, but we find out there were reasons. Right. Kirk, during the course of, of talking to Steve, what surprised you? Were there surprises uh, in the discovery of his journey that, uh, that, that you noticed? 
what surprised me was just little bits of information that Steve would give me. You know, we've had, we had these long conversations, probably an hour each time we talked and this is over 10 weeks. And then, you know, we would talk every now and then. Um, but you know, he had, you could argue a, a gambling addiction. He went down to a, a casino in Oklahoma and won $45,000 in one sitting a blackjack. Wow. They made him leave. He came back, lost most of it, um, and then won most of it back. It, you know, some of these things that he's been through that a person without this disorder would never go through. Right. Uh, and what has been interesting about Steve now, you know, I've been, we've been following his journey for these nine months. Uh, he wants to know everything about bipolar disorder now. He's, he, he says he's read every book that wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me a bit. Uh, he's read about uh, others who have had bipolar disorder. So he's really gotten into it. Uh, the very first time that we set up an interview, um, I called him, I called his cell number, and he was just finishing uh, uh, staying the night at Cheyenne Bottoms. Oh, you wow. Know, the Steve Shaw that I knew could never sit still and enjoy something like Cheyenne Bottoms, the beauty of it. Right. But he's learning to take life a little slower and let it come to him. And um, I think that's made him much happier. I know it's made him much uh, more physically. Uh, healthier, and uh, I'm I'm thrilled to see he's doing well. That is that's great news to hear that he that he is doing well and and uh, getting better. Uh, the story is great, obviously, but you also made it a point to provide local mental health resources. Talk about that. It's in the story, right? Yeah, it's we we have it. You know, I I call them bells and whistles, things that go you know along with our our cover story each week. Uh, we do talk about what mental dis what what bipolar disorder is, what it's all about, uh, signs of it, not only for the person who might be experiencing it, but for others who you know family members are so important in that. Uh, we have some places to do more reading about uh, bipolar disorder, and there's a there's a local group that meets weekly. Uh, to talk about it. And it's, it's, you know, the equivalent of Alcoholics Anonymous, Anonymous, I guess. So uh, there are resources, not, not only online, but here in Wichita, if, if folks think they, they might know of someone with bipolar disorder who hasn't been uh, diagnosed, or if they themselves might think they have the, the disorder, they, they have some place to go. What else do we want people to know about uh, Steve and, and his journey? I, I think that Steve would want people to know that, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes in his life because of this disorder. Uh, they may not have been public before now. His family knows how he struggled. You know, he, he, I think he was just short of becoming a hoarder at home for a while when he was living alone. His sons, he's got five sons or stepsons who basically rescued him out of that. Um, but I think he'd want people to know that it can be overcome with some help. Um, and I think he's done everything he can over the last, you know, 11 months to really make sure that he's doing everything he needs to do to, to, to be the best he can. And that's encouraging. Well, a huge thanks to Steve for 
sharing his story with us and the community. I think it'll do a lot of good. Somebody may recognize themselves in Steve and, uh, and get help or, or help others to get help. And thank you for telling the story with compassion and, and you can tell friendship. Well done, Kirk. Nice job. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Associate Editor of the Wichita Business Journal, Kirk Semenoff. Thank you. We hope you're doing well. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Avoid crowds. Wash your hands. If we sacrifice now, we can avoid more shutdowns. That's it for BizDoc with Bill Roy this week, episode 191. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizDoc with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.